Good morning. A warm welcome on a warmer day. Long may it continue. Just a few intimations before we begin our service. First, thank you for continuing to register your intent to attend. It helps us make it smoother as people come in if we already have your contact information. Also, we have a flower list available. There are a few empty spaces for the 2021 list, and it's on the back table. So if you feel you could join in in this ministry, each week the flowers go to people who are needing a little cheer up. So please check the list. And there is also a flower book for you to note special occasions, anniversaries, birthdays, things like that. And you, if you know someone in your parish, in your district, that might benefit from that gift, please do put their name down. It's Christian Aid Sunday, and we are beginning to think about Christian Aid, and it will go through this whole week. Tomorrow, you'll receive an email with information about a special electronic envelope that has been created. Um, It's just a link that you click on. Also, next week, we'll have a plate at the back, so it's going to be separate, and you will know which one is for Christian Aid. So if you'd like to bring your donation in person, you can also do that next Sunday. And finally, you need to think about another email that you received or perhaps a postal letter, make sure that you do register your vote on the basis for parish grouping. It's important to show our participation. Our call to worship is Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Come and celebrate our common home. We gather with the family of humanity, with the forest of great trees, The lungs of the planet, we will sing with joy and clap our hands. He will judge the world with righteousness and his peoples with truth. Let us worship God. Our first hymn is, They Will Know We Are Christians by Our Love. So the words will be there, but don't sing along, just sing in your hearts.
Let us pray. Lord of inclusive love, you make it so that nobody is left out. No person excluded from your circle of love. Though much of the life that we know is about the separation between inner and outer circle, where some are poorer, hungrier, colder, sicker, made to feel more restricted than others. Yet yours is a kingdom where love is unconditional. And you create life intended for equal possibility for all. Today we worship you for the world that you created. Remembering that the world that we know is not necessarily there yet. And so we confess as humanity that we have created divisions and segregations between the peoples of the earth throughout history and in the present. We have not listened to your eternal story of creation intended for redemption But the things that are wrong, not right, are made new. We confess that sometimes we have been guilty of creating such comforts and security for ourselves, both as individuals and nations, that we have taken our eye off what it means to be of one family across the world. Lord, Let us feel challenged to do better. Let us be reminded of your unconditional grace and mercy. Let us feel humbled in your presence. And so, with gratitude, may we mend our ways and go into the world to better live by the example of your Son, who taught us about the true meaning of friendship and family and one equal people across the world. As we go into the world to be that people, hear us now as we say together the words that Jesus taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Picked up a couple of things from home on my way out the door. And uh, we've got a banana. And we've got a potato. In this case, it's a sweet potato. Um... There's one particular thing in common that I think these two items have in that generally to use them and to enjoy them, we need to peel them. And so for the the potato, of course, uh, we would need one of uh, these implements. Um, And we we don't need a peeler, of course, for 
a banana. All we need to do for the, the banana. And we've used bananas before in children's talks, you know, like the, the one similar to kind of toothpaste that you've never seen. Nobody's seen what's inside this banana before. Um, and of course, you can peel it back and reveal something that nobody has ever seen before the inside of a banana. And then, of course, you can do the talk that uh, and nobody will ever see it again because you, you munch on it. I'm not, I'm not going to eat it this morning, but in terms of the, the sweet potato, of course, um, and the sweet potato is quite good because hopefully when I peel it, it will um, be nice and orange inside and that will stand, stand out. So we can peel and we'll get Nick to clean this up afterwards. Um, uh, we can see the inside of the sweet potato. Um, peeling back what's on the outside to show us what's on the inside is what I'm really wanting us to think about today, particularly in terms of Christian aid and its great work in the world. Because my, my thinking is that often on the surface... On the outside, particularly for us, living in Scotland, in the United Kingdom, living in a, a country that is quite rich in comparison to other places in the world, um, where the climate is neither too hot and droughts or too wet and cold, uh, and, and meaning that nothing grows, that we're actually quite well off as a nation. So on the surface, it can sometimes look like life's great. We're living the dream. We're living what God intended the world to be. And particularly in this year, we can say that, well, we've got the vaccines, we're rolling them out, and we are getting our society back to normal. On the outside, on the surface, it looks good. But important to peel back and actually to see what's inside. Now, sometimes, of course, when you take a banana, uh, I don't know if it happens to you, but on the outside it can look fine, and the inside it can be all bruised and horrible and, and not much use uh, for, for eating. And the same can be true of a, a sweet potato. Um, if you've left it too long in the fridge and the outside it looks fine, but on the inside it's no use. Think about that in terms of the world that we live in, in terms of the themes of Christian aid. We peel back the layer, that outer surface, the skin of what our common experience of life is like. And we peel it back and we might reveal as we look at the world that it's not the same for everybody. Not the same for people in their own country. There are, there are people who are far worse off than, than we are in terms of money, in terms of their home situation. But widening that to the world and to the focus of the attention of Christian aid, we can look out at the world and whether it's in India and the challenge of the, the pandemic or whether it's in the ongoing issues that nations in Africa, uh, Kenya, for instance, is being highlighted this year and it's the usual themes of lack of clean water and the difficulties of, of health caused by unclean water, we peel back the surface and we realise that life isn't great for everybody. And until it is great for everybody, we haven't reached the dream that God has for the world. 
Now God can do much about that and God is continually working away through his spirit to try and make that world reality. The work of his spirit is amazing in what it allows for in life. But God relies on you and me. He relies on his people to be on the ground, hard at work, bringing the world to the vision, the dream that God has for it. We can do that in lots of different ways, but this fortnight, uh, we are thinking about, this week actually, we're thinking about Christian aid, we're thinking about wonderful charity and all the other partners that it has, working in other parts of the world mainly, to try and bring that bit of the world up to standards closer to our own, to bring everybody the chance for the good and spectacular life that God intends. Thanks. Our scripture reading this morning is 1 John verse, chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this, we know love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Let's pray. Thank you for the reading of this word. We pray your Holy Spirit works within each of us to hear what will help us grow to be more like Jesus. Quiet our minds and our hearts from any distraction so that we can concentrate on the word you have for us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. They will know we are Christians by our love. That might be an unfamiliar hymn for some of you. It was written by Peter Schultz in 1966. He was a white priest leading a half-white, half-black parish on the south side of Chicago. He was looking for a hymn for his youth choir to sing for an ecumenical event and could not find anything appropriate. So he wrote one in one day. He has a lasting legacy. He weathered protests, offered hospitality to many, and penned this hymn that we know today. We are Christians. We will work side by side. We'll guard each man's dignity, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. That's a pretty solid message for Christian Aid Week. I can also recommend the online service to you for a consideration on this topic with a different scriptural angle. In this service, we're thinking about the first letter of John. It's an equally compelling argument for Christian Aid Sunday. 
Martin Luther describes this letter of John in this way. This is an outstanding epistle. It can buoy up afflicted hearts. Furthermore, it has John's style and manner of expression so beautifully and gently does it picture our Christ to us. And from this passage, we see that because we learn about love. It's been a pretty confusing time lately. I've heard from many of you things are not normal. Some of us are getting back into the routine of going to church on a Sunday. It was routine and a bit of a descriptive characteristic for a Christian. We know you're Christians if you worship in a building. Well, in the last 14 months, that's been intermittently possible. Things we're certain of have been questioned. Not always a bad thing, but then there tends to be this feeling of uncertainty around everything. In many ways, we took things for granted. Things like going to church in a building with other worshipers, sharing meals together or cups of tea. Those have been upended. We need to remind ourselves of what it means to be Christian together, to join again together in worship. Our reading in the epistle helps us think about that too. In 1 John, we find a logic of love derived from human relationships that show us loving children of God will be the natural reaction of anyone who loves God. John makes this point in book five, but we need to back up just a little and remind ourselves that earlier in 1 John chapter four, we learned that love is from God. Julian of Norwich writes, for many men and women believe that God is almighty and may do all, and that God is all wisdom and can do all but that God is all love and will do all, they stop short. For all of the properties of the Blessed Trinity, it is God's will that we have most sureness in liking and in love. Are you aware of God's great love for you? As Christians, we must know that believe that, and hold it dear, and remind ourselves of that love, because in that love we are enabled to reach out to others. We love others because God first loved us. And John tells us that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. Now, love is not a romantic notion here. Sometimes I think our society has forgotten the true meaning of love. In the gospel, love is an all-encompassing presence throughout its pages. Why is it so difficult for us to comprehend God's love? Our epistle mentions love over and over and not just in this passage we read. We know this letter was written to address certain particular situations, but we can't tell what those situations were. It's like hearing one side of a conversation and trying to fill in the gaps to figure out what society was doing that prompted 
this written letter. Scholars think that it was written to a minority persecuted community in a time that it was evident who was in and who was out. The author is keen to remind the hearers of their identity as Christians. We can also infer that the author felt a sense of responsibility over that community and that that community was suffering from division. Love is offered as a way to heal that division. Interestingly, we don't read about what love looks like in 1 John. The author assumes you know. Follow God's commandments. And it also assumes you know the stories of Jesus' work in the world, healing the sick, feeding the hungry, sparing the woman caught in adultery, raising Lazarus. But perhaps the most famous commandment of Jesus Love one another as I have loved you. We are called to follow the commandments and to love like Jesus loved. But I'm wondering, how do we express God's love to others? I read in the PNJ this week a story about an ex-skipper on a mission. Perhaps you saw it. He makes money by recycling scrap metal, steel, and fishing nets. He set up a charity, organized a farm in Uganda where he supports 16 workers, provided a pump with solar panels to pump and provide fresh drinking water for local communities, and has shipped two scanners to identify issues in pregnancy for women. These scanners, and I quote, are to be there for the poorest who need it the most, and they will not be charged. There's also a link via an online communication platform where sonographers in Ragmore Hospital help interpret the scans and as a result, save lives on another continent in an instant. This one person has connected many other people, recycled objects, looking after the health of the planet, too. The article didn't mention if he was a Christian, but if we know we are Christians by our love, it would be an easy thing to conclude. We, too, are challenged with overcoming brokenness and evil in this world feeding the hungry, working for climate justice, and fighting racism in all its subtle forms. Each of those acts are supported by Christian aid, and they will know we are Christians by our love. We started this morning with a place of confusion, but funnily enough, 1 John tells us it's not really all that complicated. Don't get tied in knots because there's so much to do or be overwhelmed with your inadequacies. First John says being a Christian is actually quite clear. God's not asking us impossible things. God wants to be with us always and goes at any lengths to bring that about. That's the message. So let's remind ourselves 
who we are and what we believe and that God loves us. Remember, we're in the Easter season. Christ is risen and we Christians have been instructed to go and tell and do. Tell the good news and love our neighbor. We love because he first loved us. We live in obedience to Christ. We accept and obey the commandment to love. And there's a beautiful circularity here. Love of God and love of our brothers and sisters are mutually dependent. Such love among Christians, together with love for God, separates the church from the world. We're about taking shape in God's world, but not being of it. In verse 4, it says, overcoming the world. It means living in the world without succumbing to its lure, without being governed by it, without accepting its standards. A failure to show love is intolerable among believers. So the unifying message this morning is the love of God. Loving God is something that most Christians believe they should do. Love of God is not a superior spiritual state that few can attain. Love of God looks like how we love our brothers and sisters in the chairs with us and across the globe. It's not just a horizontal love. It's vertical. In our love of God, our love for one another finds a permanent place. It remains alive and eternal as God is alive and eternal. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Let us pray. Thank you for your love. And thank you for the responsibility, Lord, to love other people. Today we recognise what your love might look like for us. It is like nothing else. For even when we fail, mess up, you are there with unconditional love. And we cherish your love for us. Today, let us take time to know your love, that we might appreciate it fully. But it's not all about us and our relationship with you. We recognise that you ask us to consider your relationship with others and our relationship with them. The connections made vertically and horizontally. Help us in life spend the appropriate time focusing on the world around us, the people we live with in community, the issues of the world itself. Today we pray for those who feel excluded, left out, because their physical situation is tough and challenging. We recognise it must be easy to feel excluded when they hear stories of how others in the world have this and that and live with these comforts. And yet, their reality is they struggle for the most basic of things. We take time today to understand your love for all people. That isn't just a hallmark card kind of love. That is a love that means your hope is that all have plenty, not just to sustain life, but to make life great. And today we also pray for those who feel unloved, because in life they know little human love. It must be hard to know what divine love looks and feels like if the physical love is lacking in life. So we pray in particular for those who are abused, who are bullied, who are treated unfairly. Lord, we take time today to think of your love for all people. And Lord, it becomes our prayer that through the actions of your loving people and through the work of charities like Christian Aid, your love, real love, may be more widely known and more broadly shared in your world. Let peace envelop your people. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We now watch and follow the words along of our last hymn, We Will Go Out in Joy.
into the world in the joy of knowing God's love. Go surrounded in his peace. Go to work in the world to share God's love with all. And may the blessing of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with us and all whom we love, today and always. Amen.